Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. As a creative entrepreneur, it can feel isolating to go it alone. Imagine being surrounded by other accomplished creative colleagues eager to accelerate the growth of their business and personal brands. I'm Philip Van Dusen, and I'm launching a membership community called Bonfire for creative pros like you, because I believe in the power of building a meaningful network. Bonfire is a hybrid coaching, training, networking, and accountability community, a place for us to share, grow, and ignite our potential together. Need more confidence about your next move? With our Fire Milestone Success Map, you'll know what your next step should be and exactly how to get there. You get bi-weekly video sessions, private online community, a deep resource library, and exclusive access to yours truly and other amazing benefits. So come join Bonfire, a community of like-minded individuals who are as passionate as you. Visit philipvandusen.com bonfire to learn more about the launch. Let's fuel your creative future. The following podcast comes from a live stream I did recently. Many of you have requested that I make my live streams available as audio so you can listen to them on the go. So I am now republishing some of my most popular live streams as podcasts to make that possible. I share a boatload of valuable tips, tools, methods, and processes on my live streams, and I want to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Now, you may hear me make references to slide visuals, which you obviously can't see on a podcast, or to live stream viewers' comments and questions, but that just comes with the territory and generally won't detract from the value of the content, I assure you. And as always, if you like this episode, please take a moment to provide a star rating or review on your favorite podcast listening platform, or better yet, share the episode on social or with a friend or a colleague. And with that, let's jump into the episode. I'm really excited about sharing what I'm going to share with you today because it's all about mindset and you can't do anything. You can't succeed. You can't move. You can't get out of bed without kind of a good handle on your mindset. And so it affects so much. I really wanted to talk about it with you today. One of the things I'm going to be talking about today a little bit is a mastermind community that I'm starting. It's starting next week. The doors are opening next week. So if you're not on the waiting list, please go to philipvandusen.com slash bonfire and uh, sign up and you will get everything you need to know in order to join the community. I'm going to be making a lot of references to a mastermind kind of setup or community benefits during this presentation. And I just wanted you to kind of get this URL so you could go explore it while I'm talking. And if you see anything there that you have any questions about, hit me up. I'd love to answer any questions that you have. But masterminds have been a absolutely transformative experience in my career. And when I came out of a long career in corporate and big agency and then went out on my own, I was like a fish out of water. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today. But masterminds, paid mastermind that I joined really was the thing that gave me all of the tools and the network and the skills and the ability to bring my business to life a lot faster and a lot more successfully. And it has evolved over time through the things that I learned and the relationships that I built in that mastermind. And so I'm super passionate about them. And that's why I'm starting Bonfire which is a mastermind community of established creative professionals. So if you're just in school or just getting out of school, probably not the right place for you. If you're five years in, probably more like the place for you. 
So check that out. And I'll give you some more information on it as I go through today. But Bonfire is launching. All right, let's dig into it. Mindset mastery, motivation, confidence, and growing your freelance business. These three things go together. And that's one thing you kind of have to keep in mind when you're talking about mindset. It is essentially a trilogy. The mindset trinity and why it matters. So there's a reason why I have motivation, confidence, and business growth in the title of this live stream and why they come in that order because they really need to come in that order. So motivation, as you know, is having the will to do stuff. And then confidence is the result of doing stuff over and over and over again. So it's not the first time you've done it, 10th time you've done it, eventually you will develop confidence in doing what you've been motivated to do. And then the result of all that is business growth. But the business growth, and this is important to understand, the business growth is impossible without the other two. They are precursors and necessary components of achieving business growth and success is motivation and confidence. And so the other piece of this is that those two first elements, confidence and motivation, are what happens between your ears. It's not what you actually do. It's not tactical. It's how you think about things and what causes you to take actions. So that's why this mindset trinity is so important because the business growth, the results part of it, where you are taking action and doing stuff, is only a piece of it. And so in my own personal experience, like I said, I left I had 25 years in corporate, big agencies. And when I left, I had lots of motivation <laughs> because I knew that what my working for the man days were over and I was going to be going out on my own. And But the thing was, is that my confidence was like at zero because I'd been working at a very senior level creatively as a creative leader, leading big teams. I'd been very hands-off, very not pushing the mouse or doing design or anything tactical for decades. And so when I went out on my own, I was like, I had a lot of ability in terms of strategy and knowledge and client management and people skills, et cetera. But when it came down to being a creative entrepreneur, building email lists, lead magnets, social media content, et cetera, I knew nothing. Like I knew nothing. I don't know how to stress that enough. And I was very fortunate to come across a paid mastermind group um, very early on that I joined. And that is the thing that unlocked everything. It became the rocket fuel and the learning center and the network building center that I needed. And it took me from being a deer in the headlights to moving forward very quickly in my business because of that experience. And so Otherwise, if I hadn't had that confidence that came from the motivation, my business would never have been built. I would have had no business. And so let's get into talking about motivation a little bit. Section one, the catalysts of motivation. There are essentially two catalysts or two types of motivation. One is intrinsic and one is extrinsic. And it's important to kind of understand the differences between these two. Intrinsic motivation 
is the internal drive that you have to do something. It's something that's personally rewarding or something that you personally have a passion about. Intrinsic motivation is also very sustainable because you have that personal passion around it. You're deeply connected to that personal interest or that personal value that you have. Could be your creativity, your love of design, your love of music, your love of media, love of photography, whatever it is that you are personally intrinsically motivated around. That's one type of motivation. The other type of motivation is extrinsic motivation. These are things that are driven by external factors. So it could be the need for money or the need for recognition or wanting to get awards or getting social approval. It could be getting a job, could be paying the rent. These are extrinsic coming from the outside motivators, which can be very powerful motivators. And they could also be like networking motivators. So a networking that leads to job opportunities, something that results in tangible benefits. And extrinsic motivation is less sustainable because if that drive of like making money, paying rent, whatever, is the only force that you have, it's not as sustainable as something that's more internal and more linked to your soul. And so the external rewards, money, you hear it all the time, right? Money does not, isn't the purpose of life or it doesn't, you know, doesn't mean everything. And money, external rewards are never enough to be completely sustainable. You have to have that internal drive. You have to have a deeper why within yourself. Let's talk about goal setting now. Goal setting is a real key success factor in being successful in your business. It's important not only that you set goals, because if you don't set goals, you can't achieve your goals, but it's important to set your goals and then break them down into more manageable action steps. And this is really a critical piece of it because when you put big goals out there, it's hard to see the results of them. And so if you take a, a large goal, starting a YouTube channel, and then you break it down into smaller goals, you know, buying a lighting set, buying a camera, buying a tripod, you know, recording your first test video, getting your sound set up, learning some sort of editing software, creating your YouTube banner, setting up your YouTube channel, designing your, what your thumbnails are going to look like, break it down into minute steps. Because achieving these small wins increases your motivation. So if you say starting a YouTube channel and you just leave it at that and then you let swirl around in your mind all these millions of things that you have to do in order to achieve that goal can be very overwhelming and demotivating. So if you break it down into smaller steps, you can experience small wins and congratulate yourself for those wins. And then that increases your motivation. And there is a domino effect or momentum that builds from this. So this series of small accomplishments can create a kind of a snowball effect of motivation. So I'll give you a personal example. When I first started off doing content, I started writing blog posts. I was on Blogger, of all things, like Google Blogger. And I spent like two weeks writing my first blog post. I thought everyone was going to see it and judge me, right? So I just like noodled this thing to death. I eventually posted it. 
And no one saw it because no one was following me. And then, so I wrote another one, posted that. No one saw that one either. I kept writing. I eventually started putting them on a blog on my website. And then over time, I started posting them periodically on LinkedIn. After that, I started a newsletter. And I put the newsletter out every two weeks. And I continued that with a very strong commitment for six months before I kind of took my next step. And my next step was starting a YouTube channel. And so these small steps, just starting with that one thing, you start with the one thing, posting the first blog post. That is a small win, but it creates this waterfall effect of momentum. Here's an example. Casey Neistat, who you probably know, famous photographer, YouTuber, right? He was a dropout and he was a very young dad and he moved to New York City and started to make films and was fairly unsuccessful at it. And then he started to create a YouTube channel and to vlog about it. And he improved through that experience. His storytelling and his videos got better. And he, people started to come along with him because of his vulnerability and come along with him on that journey. And he experimented. And now he's built that into brand partnerships and speaking gigs and incredible YouTube revenue from advertising. And he started his own tech company called Be Me. And that was acquired by CNN. And so, you know, he's reached these incredible levels of success, which came from posting that first video. It came from the one thing, which created this level of domino effect and momentum. And so now let's talk about an energy audit. Because we're talking about mindset, one of the things you have to do is you have to develop a sense of where you are emotionally so you can tell what is sapping your energy and what is feeding your energy. That's how we try to break it down. By doing an energy audit, an internal energy audit, you want to kind of identify what are those activities that sap your energy and what are the ones that fuel your energy. The ones that fuel your energy are the ones that create that motivation. They create that forward momentum. So here's an example. I'm going to give you an example. So Cal Newport is a computer science professor, and he wrote a book called Deep Work. And the reason why he wrote that book is because he, being a math-minded sort of person and very process-driven, was really, really distracted by any kind of interruptions. Emails coming in, desktop notifications, calls, texts, he felt very scattered and it was very, very frustrating to him and it really sapped his energy. And so he developed this methodology of working that he eventually called deep work. And it was very satisfying to him because doing deep work and breaking out and kind of compartmentalizing himself away from all these distractions were what, he, what enabled him to do this deep work. And it fueled his energy and fueled his motivation. And so doing this sort of an energy audit can really help you figure out like what it is that helps you. Here's another example, Tim Ferriss in his book, Four Hour Workweek. One of the things that I took away from that was when you start your day, before you answer email, before you do anything, you take two hours and you work on the one big rock, the one big thing that if you made a little bit of progress on that thing today, you and then did nothing else, you would feel like your day was a success. And so 
that sort of thing, that sort of process and methodology for Tim Ferriss is something that worked for him. He started his workday like that, put two hours into something, completely focused. And when he moved that forward, he felt like his day was a success. And that fueled his motivation to go on with his day because he was experiencing days where he was distracted and doing a million different things. And we'd come to the end of the day. And I know this, I experienced this sometimes where you feel like, what did I get done today? You have to look back through your calendar and go, what were my meetings? What were the cause? You know, look back through your, your history on, on Chrome and say, you know, what websites was I on? Like, it's really frustrating when you don't, can't get a handle on the focus and the accomplishment that you have. And so establishing that kind of an energy audit so you can understand what saps your energy and what feeds your energy and, and leads to motivation and momentum is a practice, is a self kind of knowledge tool that you want to cultivate in yourself. All right, let's talk about the evolution of confidence. The thing about confidence that you have to understand is you aren't born with it. Confidence is built over time. It is not born. It is not inherent in you. Confidence is created. And you can't create confidence unless you get off your butt and do a bunch of stuff over and over again and build a level of accomplishment and put out a range of product and activity that will allow you to build a level of confidence. And so you can never say, and this is one of my most frustrating things with people is they say, I can't take that first move. I can't do that first thing because I don't have the confidence to do it. Well, you're never going to have the confidence to do it. You have to do it without the confidence because the confidence is going to come from you doing it 50 times. And I call my coaching clients, I kind of beat that into their heads because it's very you know, you want to feel comfortable doing everything that you're doing, but whenever you're doing something for the first time, you're never comfortable and you never are going to be confident. And you just have to accept the fact that you're going into it and you're not confident. And that's part of the process. Like I bet anything, the first vlog that Casey Neistat put up, he was not confident about. I, I guarantee you that the first 20 videos I put up on YouTube, I was not confident about, and I would never want to go back and look at them again because Oh my God. Yes. I, I was so, I'm so stiff. It's almost scary. And so let me, let me give you another example of confidence. Have you ever heard of Tina Roth Eisenberg? She's the one who had the design blog called Swiss Miss. And she moved to Brooklyn from Switzerland and she wanted to, you know, kind of make a life for herself. And the internet was kind of popping up. And so she decided to start a design blog and she called it Swiss Miss. And she kind of, and she slogged away at it. She kept posting and posting and posting and posting. And suddenly over time, after she did it a million times, it started to gain traction and started to get traffic. And from that experience, she gained a level of confidence in her design skills and her authority in her space. And she ended up starting another thing called Creative Mornings, which is a lecture series. And then she started another thing called Tatley which is about real artists creating uh, removable tattoos. And she's kind of leveraged these successes and these confidences and building them from one business thing to another. Because motivation leads to confidence because motivation gets you to do the thing and confidence is what comes from having done the thing. And that leads to the business success. So let's talk about 
comparison. And this is something that I have struggled with a lot in my life. And from the very beginning, to be honest with you, one of the reasons why is because I'm trained as a fine artist. I was trained as a painter, and I, I learned everything I know about design and business on the job. So I was on the job learning to do what I was supposedly on the job to do through my whole career. And so I was constantly comparing myself to people who were more educated in the roles that they were in. Or even now, there are some people in my space who are brand strategy experts or design mentors or leaders or coaches that I am constantly comparing myself to when I see what they're doing on social media or I see what course they're putting out. Or, and it's very hard not to. But there is a healthy way to do it, and then there's an unhealthy way to do it. And the way I've been talking about it is kind of the unhealthy way to do it. But the way to reframe your head on it is instead of thinking about comparison, like you are either better than or less than this other thing, you think about it in terms of what I like to call behavior modeling. You're not comparing yourself for judgment. You are using for inspiration. So you're comparing for inspiration and you are taking that other entity, whatever it is that you were going to compare yourself to, and you say, what is it about that person, thing, business that they're doing that I am inspired by or that I feel like I could do better or I could do slightly differently because it's me and it's not them? And you start to use that as a motivator rather than an energy sapper. You use it as a way to inspire yourself to move forward, to try new things. And what's great about you know, communities like Bonfire, mastermind communities, is that you are in, and I hate this like woo-woo term, you're in a safe space, right? You're in a safe space where you can do behavior modeling. You can compare yourself and model yourself in a healthy way with others on the same journey and be inspired by them and adopt their practices and ideas and how they go about and their knowledge, and leverage it to do what you do in your way. So comparison is a trap, yes, but if you look at it in the correct way and turn it into behavior modeling, it can be very motivating, and it can actually be very inspiring to take you to new places. Another thing that's important about confidence or a big confidence builder is what I like to call having a personal board of directors. And surrounding yourself with other action takers, with other people who are on a similar journey, being around people who are positive influences, who can act as those people that you can model your behavior after, can be very helpful. It can, be, it can serve as a confirmation of your decision-making when you're unsure about what your decisions are. Essentially, you are surrounding yourself with action takers. You are experiencing how they're going about growing their business and the decisions they're making, and you are letting them in to how you are building your business and your decision-making, and you're building relationships there and building a trusting relationship there, and you can share with each other and bounce ideas and bounce decisions off of each other when you're unsure about it. And again, this is exactly what happens in communities like Bonfire or Mastermind communities in general. 
where you're building deeper long-term relationships with people who become essentially your personal board of directors. And they are ones who you trust and that you admire and that you're mirroring your behavior after. And they can give you true guidance that you can really trust. And that comes with time and it comes with developing relationships. And again, Bonfire is exactly that kind of community. Now, here's one thing that's really important and another one that I I struggle with and find really hard, but it can be so transformative. And that is the power of vulnerability. So how can vulnerability help build your business, you ask? How can being vulnerable build your confidence? Like, how is that even possible? So sharing your struggles and letting people behind the curtain, like in The Wizard of Oz, looking at the man behind the curtain, showing what, you know, the, what I like to call the messy middle or the backstage or, you know, the unpolished can actually boost your confidence. How? Because people are attracted to people who are real people. People are attracted to people who are flawed. When people share their struggles, it's much easier to identify with them. We are drawn to people who need that sort of support or help because we find ourselves in that position all the time and we need it. So it's a human emotion and it's a natural human reaction, unless you're a psychopath or something like that. And so it fosters, it attracts people and it fosters true engagement with people. And In that engagement, you get feedback. You get feedback around where you are and what you're doing. And this increases your sense of community, your sense of being part of rather than separate from. In doing that and in sharing your vulnerability, it's like in therapy, right? Where you share what you're struggling with. And in your own sharing it, your own hearing yourself, you are, in a way, you are processing it. And you are gaining clarity because a lot of times the therapist is not going to tell you exactly what to do. They just go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you walk out of this therapy session and you're like, I know what I need to do now. So being vulnerable is a process of self-assessment that brings clarity over time. And again, masterminds are kind of that safe space where you can authentically share. And it is a place where you can be vulnerable and expect to receive community and support in response instead of what we all fear when we're vulnerable, which is judgment and ridicule. So you don't want that. But in being vulnerable, the more you practice it, and I'm not saying it's easy, it is not easy. I'm constantly trying to do it better and more myself. It can be a way to really increase and boost your confidence. Now, let's talk about community and support a little bit. Having a community builds your confidence because, and it kind of relates to what I was just talking about with vulnerability, is that it having a supportive network will build your confidence because you feel supported. Long-term relationships, knowing people intimately, letting them in and letting them get to know you intimately, being around like-minded person, people being around like-minded people on a similar journey who are offering you that level of emotional support and practical advice is one of those things that makes you feel safer and makes you develop a sense of confidence. 
And the other thing about this is that as you have this supportive community and you're setting goals and you're being held accountable to those goals and you are in that safe space, it speeds your growth and your progress exponentially. And because your growth and your progress is being sped up and you are seeing things happen and you are feeling success, it again, that repetition builds your confidence. Again, all key components of like being in a mastermind. Let's move on to number three, which are the mechanics of business growth. This is where motivation and confidence come to life, where they really actually start to have an effect. One of the things that is important to know and to understand is that you have to pave your own path. No one is going to do it for you. You have to take ownership of your career. You have to own it. And that's why I'm bringing this presentation to you today about the mindset trinity, is that they are all interconnecting pieces which are inextricable. In order to get to where your business is going to be successful and improving, you have to nurture motivation. You have to develop confidence because motivation is housed in the willingness to experiment, the willingness to try stuff, to fail, to develop minimum viable products, to learn. Confidence, you have to build through your own nurturing and your support and your network and you're doing things over and over and over again and also through that nurturing and supportive environment that you're going to build for yourself. And this is the other thing about kind of paving your own path. You can't just expect a nurturing, supportive environment to find itself to you. You have to go out and you got to hunt it down. And sometimes, like I did in the beginning, you invest in it. You actually be part of a paid community where everyone is investing to be there and putting their back into it and really trying hard and making the most use of it because that's what they're there for. And so you really kind of have to take this level of ownership in crafting and paving your own path. Because like I said, you're not going to wake up one day and find that you have this wonderful supportive community of like-minded professionals who are guiding you and that know you deeply and whose opinions you trust and you understand their business. It just doesn't happen that way. You have to go out and hunt it down. You have to architect it for yourself, whether you build it from scratch for yourself or whether you invest in something that's kind of ready-made and ready to jump into. And business growth is the result of paving that path. Let's talk about earning versus learning. You have to strike a balance between focusing on developing revenue and business, and then also the amount of time and money that you invest in building a network, learning new skills, developing kind of the underpinning foundation of what is going to lead to that revenue. And you have to also think about it in those two specific ways. You have to break your activity all day long down into one of those two things. You are either learning or you're earning. And making sure that you are giving equal time and finding a balance between those two aspects is critical to achieving business growth. Now, the art of strategic networking. The biggest value of networking is word of mouth in terms of for business. The biggest value for new business 
success in your business of networking is developing word of mouth. That is referrals back to you or recommendations of you to other people. That is one of the key aspects of a new business engine and one of the hardest to develop, but one of the most profitable when it is developed. Now, think about it this way. Lots of us think about our social channels and we go, oh, I have this many subscribers here. I have this many followers here. I have this many connections on LinkedIn. All of those numbers can be on the surface, you know, kind of like warm, fuzzy blankets, like people like me. But when it comes right down to it, they are numbers and vanity metrics. Unless you have a deep relationship with people, unless you actually engage with those numbers, they don't mean anything. You have to think about it in terms of quality over quantity. The numbers don't matter. The relationships matter. The engagement matters. What is the back and forth? What is the development of a relationship? That's what it's about. So strategic networking is going about it in the way that you're understanding how new business is generated out of a network relationship. And one of the ways to do that is to make deep network relationships through your peers. It's the easiest, or through peers who do a slightly different thing than you do. If you're a graphic designer, you make a relationship with a web developer and an app developer and a UX UI person and someone who does user research and someone who does photography or someone who does video editing or audio editing. And you make deep, trusting relationships with people like that. And that starts to increase your new business funnel. If you think about your new business funnel, every, everyone you know and everything you do in content is the top, the awareness part where people start to come down into the funnel into your new business where you're actually getting clients at the bottom, right? Every person that you know, every strategic partnership and relationship that you build makes that new business funnel wider. You have a greater chance of getting clients because if you get a client where you can use one of those partners, they're getting new business. If they get a client where they can use your capabilities, you're getting new business. And so if you increase your deep network relationships, you're increasing your meaningful new business funnel. That leads to business success. So strategic networking and developing strategic partnerships is where that happens. And an easy fix for that, one of the most plug and play fixes for that is joining a mastermind community like Bonfire, where you are dropped in, literally dropped in overnight into a network where you're going to be able to build meaningful relationships with peers who are as accomplished, if not more accomplished than you are, and develop strategic partnerships because they're there to do exactly the same thing. One of the other things that you can do to generate new business is create passive income streams. And I put passive in quotation marks because there is no passive income. I hate, I love Pat Flynn. He's a friend, but there is no passive income. Every kind of income takes work of some sort, even if it's just to build it and to put it out there so it can generate income for you overnight. It takes work to make that thing happen, right? I mean, my YouTube channel is a passive income stream for me. I make advertising revenue every month. Check comes in from Google from people watching my videos. Is that completely passive? No, I'm doing live streams. I'm posting shorts and reels and I'm posting weekly videos. And I've done that for seven years, <laughs> right? 
And I keep having to plug away at it because number one, I love it. And number two, it is, if you stop doing it, the algorithms stop serving you up. But the cool thing is, is that I literally make money while I sleep from doing this, but it takes a tremendous amount of work doing it. So, but one of the things that you can do is to diversify your income streams. So instead of just having it be a client service relationship, that's all you're doing. Design, delivering to the client, getting paid. You have to start thinking about how to diversify your income streams. So can you develop digital products? Could you develop a course? Could you start doing affiliate marketing for other people? It's about not putting all your eggs into one basket. It eases the feast and famine cycle of getting a client, working a project, not getting clients, having to get more clients, right? It's this terrible feast and famine that happens in the creative industries. And don't feel like it's only happening to you because it happens with the biggest agencies in the world. There is this feast and famine cycle. Sometimes it's due to the time of the year. Sometimes it's due to a particular category or industry that an agency works in. But there is that feast and famine. But the more you diversify your income streams, the more that starts to level out. And that adds a level of A, business success, and also confidence and ease in your day-to-day life. And what is the next logical step? In all of this, when you look at the mindset trinity of motivation, confidence, and building your business, as I've been talking through all of this, I'm sure that you can understand the thread that I'm pulling through this. And it makes absolutely perfect sense. And the thing about it is, is that even if I didn't mention my mastermind or mastermind groups through this thing, if you've ever experienced or known anyone to be in one, you know that all three sides of this trinity are core elements of what happens when you join a mastermind community. So the easiest way to kind of do this is to get involved in a membership mastermind. And I'm launching one next week, and I'm super excited about it. It's been years in the works, and it's called Bonfire. It's for established creative professionals. And I want you to think about this kind of in in an interesting way. Like I said, it delivers on that trinity, motivation, confidence, growing your business. It delivers so clearly on those three elements that it's absolutely undeniable because when you're surrounded with other people, and this is where the name came from, Bonfire, and you can see it in the logo because the O is kind of you know glowing to the B in the end, and it is a log that is on fire and it is the fire is growing to those around it. When you're surrounded by people who are on fire, you can't help but catch fire too in your business. It is exactly like that behavior modeling that I talked about earlier in the presentation. So when you think about it, you have three options. Basically, I have three options. You can do what you've always done and get what you've always gotten. You know the old saying. Or you can try to improve your confidence and your motivation and your business completely on your own. But what's it cost to do that? So let's think about what would it cost to get the benefits of a mastermind group if you had to do it on your own, right? To build one on your own. So let's say you start off, you go to a conference, just one conference. And with travel and airfare and food and the conference fees, you're out 3,600 bucks probably, right? That doesn't include networking or feedback or goal setting or accountability or online community or anything, right? That's just going to a conference and doing some 
people networking. And then you get back home and you say, okay, I'm going to take eight or 10 people that I met at this conference and I'm going to have some Zooms with them and I'm going to vet them and see if they're interested in doing a mastermind. And then I'm going to send a bunch of emails, try to get everyone together and get their schedules together and like get everyone to be on board with this thing. It's going to take at least 50 hours of your time. And if you're $75 an hour for your rate, you know, you're in another four grand. And when you add that conference that it took to meet the people, and then you're doing it on your own together and all the hours it's going to take, you know, you're into like 7,500 bucks more. And so when you think about the investment that that takes, it makes complete and perfect sense to invest in something that's more plug and play, really, when it comes down to it. And that is doing it with us, being part of Bonfire. And so Bonfire is an online mastermind community. There may actually be physical meetings at some point, but it's going to start purely online. And Bonfire membership, and I'm going to thank Peter Lewis, who's here in the audience. Peter Lewis is also, he's Quarkworks in the chat, and he's a photographer in Maine, and he also is going to be a moderator inside of Bonfire. So he's on the inside and was part of one of the previous mastermind groups that I ran a couple of years ago. So Bonfire includes mentorship from me, two times a month Zoom calls with its Zoom coaching, uh, group coaching. You get recordings of all the meetings. There's a private online community with a mobile app, which is really awesome that you can actually access the whole community experience on the go. You're going to get feedback and accountability from your peers. There's a success map called the Fire Milestones, which is incredibly large and expanding resource library of templates and worksheets and checklists and tools and playlists that are already populated in the Bonfire community, ready to go and ready to be used right now. And the Fire Milestone map is really what kind of puts all of those tools into context in terms of a process. And then I'm going to have um, office hours periodically. You'll get access to Brand Strategy 101, my signature course at a steep discount. I'm also going to bring in some expert speakers. It's going to be a really cool and amazing and vibrant community. So Bonfire membership is $97 a month at the base level. That's when it's paid quarterly. And the reason it's done that way is because I want people to come in for at least three months. If people are cycling in and out every month, it doesn't make any sense and you can't develop relationships. But three months is a good long period of time to actually meet people, develop some relationships, and get some real value out of it, which is why I made the price point the lowest when you pay quarterly. Pay monthly, it's $127 a month. And then there's also a guild level, which is a higher level, higher touch experience with a smaller group of people. And they're just limited to nine people in these individual groups, and they meet four times a month. And there's a higher touch level of access to me within that level. And then there's also one-on-one mentorship with me, which is completely one-on-one, completely dedicated, and includes in-person meetings. So that is what Bonfire membership looks like. And if you go to philipvandusen.com slash bonfire, it's a page which kind of lays the whole thing out. You can read in detail much more about each of those things I just mentioned. There's a couple of videos on the page which will outline what the mastermind community kind of Includes and what it's going to feel like, and the culture that we're going to build inside of it. And so, I encourage you 
to go check this out if you haven't, philipvandusen.com slash bonfire and learn more about bonfire because I don't know how to stress this enough. I am so passionate about what masterminds do and the effect they can have on you and your business that I would feel guilty if I didn't continually bring this to the table because it was so transformative to me in my career. And also, and this is where it kind of, it's not just about me, right? I ran a series of 12-week masterminds, four of them called The Guild, which is what is the model for the kind of higher level price point in Bonfire. And the Brand Design Masters Guild was 12 weeks long. It cost $1,500. So it was 12 weeks. And the price point was like much higher than what a whole year of membership in Bonfire would be. And it was limited to nine people. We met every week and we shared, developed relationships, mirrored each other's behavior, were inspired, motivated, gave feedback, set goals, were held accountable to those goals. It was an incredible experience and it was only 12 weeks long. And there were people who were absolutely transformed in those masterminds. And I ran that series four different times. And that is what gave me the inspiration to start Bonfire because every single person who came out of that experience after 12 weeks said, I don't want this to end. I wish this wasn't ending. And so I said to myself right then, I'm going to build a mastermind community for creative pros that doesn't have to end. And it's going to be as similar to that experience as I possibly can bring it. And it's actually, in many cases, in this case, even more robust than that, considerably, because In those masterminds, there was no resource library. There was no success map. There was no 75 downloadable tools and templates and worksheets. I mean, that wasn't part of it. And so this is so much more robust than that experience. And so that's why I'm like so super excited about it. And for the price point of $97 a month per quarter, the value is insane. And I will guarantee that you will be transformed by that experience. So I highly recommend it. And that is my goal. That is why this channel exists. That's why my business exists. That's why my coaching practice exists. That's why Bonfire exists. That is my raison d'etre, which is I want to help creative professionals. I had, a, in many cases, a very tough road of it, especially at the beginning. And certainly when I made that pivot to my own business eight years ago, big, big painful transition. Painful transition between going from corporate to agency, and then agency to corporate, and then corporate to my own thing. I mean, there are junction and pivot points through everybody's careers that are tumultuous, right? And we are very motivated, but we don't have the confidence, right? So you got to think about that trinity. You have to have all three sides of it to kind of really keep it going. So I would put some time and thought into thinking about A, where you are in your business currently, and what goals you have for the future. Now, the interesting thing about this is that you're going to come in with an idea of your goals, and very shortly, your goals are going to shift. And that's one of the magical things about what happens in mastermind groups is that in your proximity to these other people who are doing other things and taking other initiatives and thinking about their businesses in slightly different ways, you will come into contact with things that you didn't know you wanted 
didn't know you could learn how to do, didn't know that you could put into implementation or implement into your business. And your goals will actually shift. But when you come to the table, it's a good idea to have thought about your goals a little bit and how you're going to explain to the others in the group who you are, what your business is, what you do, because you want to let other people get to know you. And then think about kind of your goals for the future and how you want to start growing. And certainly you can develop questions for me, of course. The very first meeting, the doors are going to open at 12 noon on October 19th, on Thursday, to the people who are on the wait list. They'll be able to join at that point. The very first meeting is going to be on Friday, the next day, where I'm going to have some open office hours uh, for about an hour and a half on Friday afternoon, where we're going to all jump on Zoom. Everyone who's joined the group, jump on Zoom, hang out in the group. And I'll kind of share my screen and I'll show you around the group and what all the parts are and where you can find all the assets and resources and where the news is going to be and where the Zoom meeting is going to be listed. And then the very first meeting is the following Monday, the following Monday, right after that weekend, 23rd of October, Monday. We're going to have our first group coaching meeting, which is going to be the first kind of real mastermind session. And I'm going to adjust the days of the week and adjust the times, depending on who joins the group and how many people we have in what parts of the world, to make it as easy as possible for as many people as possible to attend live as possible. Now, I know that having a global business, it's not always totally easy having people in time zones literally around the world, which is something that we dealt with when I was running the Guild Masterminds. We had people in the UK and in Australia and in the Philippines and in Canada and on the West Coast of the United States and the East Coast and Germany. And it was like, yeah, you have to take a consensus and then you run meetings at certain times and you shift them around periodically to make it easier for other people. If you're in Bonfire, you have an ongoing mentor. So if you need help, you know, if you have more questions about it or you're starting to implement it in your business or with your clients and you're running into something, you're struggling with something, I'm there. I'm your mentor. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you put that thing into practice in your business. I'm going to hold your hand through the whole thing. So there is an advantage. It's time to get new clients at that over time. Okay. So it looks like that's it. This has been awesome, you guys. I really appreciate your hanging out with me today. This was like super fun. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com slash muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.